Next on BYU Sports Nation, the realist of realistic NCAA tournament chances for BYU basketball, BPI, RPI, and other critical bits of FYI. There's a lot of I there. The newest member of the LA Sparks, Jennifer Hampson, joins us in studio and tells us why she chose hoops over volleyball. Plus, an MPSF Coach of the Year in studio after back-to-back championships winning. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is Tuesday, February 24th, wherever and however you are dialed in. Great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up as usual with Copper Hills High School cross-country all-region fourth-teamer, Jerem Jordan. That's probably accurate. I took 55th in 5A my junior year. I didn't go to practice because I thought that was dumb. Wait, the sport was cross country. You didn't go to practice and you took 55th in state? I felt pretty good about that. Naturally inclined to just run. I passed a dude from Bingham. He was Bingham's fifth. No, he was Bingham's seventh, and I was our third guy or fourth. And that is your rival. Anyways, our head coach. your arch rival. Yes. Well, we aren't to them, but... They are to us. Our head coach's last name was Rushforth <laughs> for cross country. How awesome is that? The perfect name. The beauty of social media is that if you do something that is caught on camera and it's embarrassing even in the least at the professional level, it will get tweeted out, memed out. Like there, there are so many different things that happened. Last night, it was poor Ricky Rubio of the He's Minnesota Timberwolves. Rich Ricky Rubio yes. in a poor situation. Okay. James Harden of the Houston Rockets absolutely crossed him up. Okay, you know, broken ankles and made his legs look like jelly. Well, SB Nation, thank you, SB Nation, tweeted out a picture of Rubio. Very good fall <laughs> on Twitter. Playing Twister on the floor <laughs> after he hit the deck when Harden made his move. Oh, my gosh. Out- outstanding. It was awesome. <laughs> James Harden had a triple double, by the way. There have, I mean, Kyle Collinsworth has more triple doubles than anyone else in the NBA. How about they that? They play eight more minutes per game. I mean, it's, it's uh, what's an assist, all that. It's, it's impressive what Kyle's done. With less time on and the And you floor tweeted out game. a link yesterday, a mock draft of not this year's draft, but the next year's, and Kyle was Mr. Irrelevant, the 60th pick. He was the 60th pick, playing in Golden State. Oh, man. You know, just the thought of a BYU player playing with the Golden State Warriors oh, is... Another BYU player playing in the NBA. Is outstanding. to me. Anybody. I don't even care who it is. Long way to go for that one, but still, he's on a projection. The conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Tell us where you're joining us from and sound off on the topic today. What is your realistic expectation for BYU's NCAA tourney chances? We break down what the national experts are saying, what we're saying, plus an exclusive interview with maybe the biggest bracketologist of all. At JMAN426, I expect them to sneak in if they do well in the conference tourney. Anything short of that is most likely a bust. Fight hard, win hard. Hashtag BYUSN. Now, he would agree with ESPN's Jay Billis. We'll get to that in just a moment. Show well in the tourney, win the games, except against Gonzaga, and BYU has a chance. Just how much of a chance? That's the question. We'll, we'll give you some numbers. Yeah. Here are your other BYU Sports Nation headlines. Jennifer Hampson, the newest member of the WNBA's Los Angeles Sparks signed nice. a contract yesterday. Jen will join us in studio in 28 minutes. 
Luke Worthington of BYU Men's Basketball announcing yesterday that he will now head out on an LDS mission trip for two years. That alleviates some scholarship issues that BYU was going to face. This was not the plan for Luke originally coming to BYU. So cool to see that he came to BYU and then said, you know what, I actually am going to go on a mission. And so... Uh, the scholar, like you said, the scholarship situation evens itself out. BYU is now good for next year, but things always shake out maybe a little differently than you think. BYU men's volleyball up to number four in the latest AVCA volleyball poll. The Cougars continue to climb the rankings, still getting a first place or a number one ranking. I need to uh, look and see vote. who voted. Was it UC Irvine's one. coach last time? I don't, yeah, last time, last week it was. I need to go look and see who it was. Yeah, you can see Chris McGowan has votes. BYU Women's Softball sweeping the West Coast Conference Weekly Awards. McKenna Bowl, the Pitcher of the Week. Gordy Bravo, the Player of the Week. The ladies up to a nice start this season. They're going to win another conference championship. It's just going to happen. Yeah. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The theory of relative bracketology. Does this mean you think BYU is an NCAA tournament team at this point? I do. Um, I think that BYU is probably near the bubble, but not on it. Um, but I think it's a good basketball team, and especially a team that can score that way, uh, I think is going gonna, is gonna to find its way into the tournament. That was ESPN's Jay Billis on BYU Sports Nation the day BYU destroyed St. Mary's in the Marriott Center. Twelve days ago. So he said, close to the bubble. They will play their way in. Well, now they're firmly on the bubble. And Jay Billis of ESPN feels like, because of his power index and some other things, that the Cougars are going to find a way to get in. BYU basketball is in a very unique situation within the NCAA tournament at-large discussion. The disparity between the rating systems, Jerem, I mean, national opinions, projected brackets, it's a numerical Grand Canyon right now. It feels like projecting whether a player will be good from college to the NFL and trying to draft that player. Because we're hearing things like BPI, ESPN's BPI is BYU at 27. Yeah, this is the everything is awesome angle. Sorry, what? 27? Ken Pomeroy has BYU at 31. Jay Billis has had BYU in the 30s, I believe. Then you look at Jerry Palm, uh, the anti-BYU. He doesn't have BYU on the bubble at all. And then you have bracketologists, everyone saying BYU's out. There's no one that I know of that's uh, major saying BYU's in, right? So why the difference? Why the difference? I'm, I'm confused. I don't know the answer. I don't think anybody knows the answer right now. I know that BPI is different than bracketology. I understand that. But if BYU's 27th in BPI, how are they not in in the brackets? 27 would be clearly well, ac- in. According to ESPN... And their experts, except for Joe Lenardi, which is like, huh? BYU will get into the tournament. Math versus human, I think, is what's happening. Well, it's like, well, how? Do, yeah, they can get in if they beat Gonzaga. But that's the thing. Going back to Jay Billis, he feels like the Cougars can get in without having to beat Gonzaga. I think they can do it without it, but uh, you're going to have to get, I think you're going to have to beat everybody else down the stretch. You know, beating Gonzaga would seal it, and then doing well in the, in the conference tournament is a must. That's the thing. Beating Gonzaga would seal it. I don't think there's any question about BYU's tournament validity or getting in if they can beat one of the nation's best teams and do something that, quite frankly, maybe you'd only think Kentucky could go into Spokane and, and, and beat, or beat Gonzaga. Think about it. 
Gonzaga's ranked third in the country right now. They've lost one game in overtime at Arizona. They are stinking good. Fill yeah. in the blank. Yeah. Good. <laughs> in Spokane. How many wins is it up to? 41? 42? 42? I don't, I don't even know the it's number. 40 it's 40 so plus. It's the nation's longest home plus. win streak. Anybody but Kentucky would go in there and be an underdog. Let alone Brigham. It's going to be unbelievably tough to win there, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 14% teamrankings.com gives BYU a 14% chance of winning at Gonzaga. I said 1 in 10 when we did this like two months ago. And this is a hair above. And listen, if BYU pulls that off, unbelievable. I shave, I'll shave my head like I mentioned. I'll be at the game Saturday. Um, it's going to be interesting. First, BYU has to go through Portland, by the way. That's a game that Pepperdine got crushed in. A team that BYU lost to twice. BYU fans will have the home court advantage there. That's the cool thing about Portland and Voodoo Donuts. I love it there. And Nike Town. I could go on for days. I love Portland. It's my, it's my place. But uh, BYU has to beat Portland. And I say be competitive in Spokane. If BYU can show well, I'm ta- last year I said the same thing, like lose by less than 15, be competitive, hang in there. St. Mary's had a 17-point lead now, in the second half and lost. Now here's where it matters in being competitive. At home! The ESPN BPI takes into consideration margin of victory and margin of loss. They also take into consideration pace of play, and they have something that they call de-weighting games when you're, miss- waiting. When you're wi- missing key players for that specific game. This, the BPI doesn't matter to me, though. That has nothing to do with BYU's chances I'm just of getting to the NCAA tournament. The B- it's nice. The BPI is in accordance with the human factor and that people will look at how did BYU play against Gonzaga? Oh, they played them tough. They, is, lo- they lost by if the committee, eight or nine or whatever. If the committee doesn't use BPI, I don't see why it matters. I don't know. Do they use BPI? I don't know. Does, no, no. Does, does I that, don't think so. It, but it's just nice for us during the regular season to go. Oh, okay. Like the Billis Index, it's just his opinion of what's going on. Even if they don't use it, they still hear it. They still hear it, Jeremy. They do. So it, it's it's all in there. It's all in there. I just think it's a nice thing for us in the regular season yes. to say, oh, okay, cool. Okay, that's the everything is awesome It's not angle. officially used, so therefore what? They use the RPI, BYU. Well, let's give you the daily RPI update. It's the daily RPI watch on BYU Sports Nation. I need more cowbell. Thank you, Ben. BYU in at number 59 for the second consecutive day. They are still 3-5 and five versus the RPI Top 100. Hoping that Long Beach Shake can hop back into the top 100 for another good victory. That is your ES or your ESPN, your daily ESPN BPI RPI update. I BPI on the mind, man. Okay, so that 27 in the BPI, 31 in Ken Palm, 59 in the RPI on Yahoo and on TeamRankings.com. Palm RPI also has them at 59. Sagarin's got them at 37. We should also discuss bracketology. What, what the major people were saying. Okay, Lenardi seventh out. Uh, you look at Stuart Mandela, Fox Sports, he has BYU third out. You third look at out. Jerry Palm, totally out. And then, of course, you look at Bracket Matrix, the seventh team out. Bracket Matrix is fun because it compiles every known uh, bracketology done by everyone, including their mom's cousins, anywhere ever. It's, ha- it's, un- it's unbelievable. Thing but is it's it- cool that it brings it all into one. Yeah, it's it's... Amazing how accurate the bracket matrix is when bracket you look matrix. at what teams get in and what ones don't. Okay, bracket matrix had BYU well in, way more than Lenardi did last year. 
Okay. You know, we have worked really hard to line up an exclusive one-on-one interview with Mr. Bracket T Matrix himself. Very he excited. will join us now making his worldwide media debut. Bracket, we've referenced your work many a time on BYU Sports Nation. Glad to finally have you on the show. Thank you, Spencer. Good to be on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, Bracket, as of today, BYU is seventh out. What percent chance do you give the Cougars to get into the NCAA tourney? That is a difficult question right out of the gate. As of right now, I would say the Cougars have a 39% chance of making the tournament. 39%? How in the world do you come up with a number like that? Are you questioning my logic? No! No! <laughs> Whoa! Okay, I'm, I'm just curious. I have collected data throughout the interweb and calculated the exact percentage to be 39.32976, but 39% will do. Okay, what would a win against Gonzaga, bracket, do for BYU's chances? Beating the Zags does not compute in my matrix. Hey! (laughs) You and I, brother. Okay, let's just assume, let's just assume that BYU does beat Gonzaga. This is difficult for me. But if I have to project, I would say it doubles the Cougars' chances. I'd say it more than doubles Doubles. the Cougars' chances. I I think it solidifies them. Okay, we understand that. You're in high demand this time of year, so thank you for carving out a minute of your time to join us on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, it, uh, it's been fun. Say hi to Morpheus and Neo for it. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. A joke. Very funny. Matrix sound. <laughs> <laughs> that dude doesn't mess around, man. Wow. He doesn't have there time. You have he, it. That, we've been trying for a long time to get him on the show. 39.32976% chance BYU making the NCAA 39%. tournament as an at-large. Listen, if you question 39 it, is high to me. If right you now. question that, he will send your computer a nasty virus. Matrix out. You watch out. Yeah. Okay, that guy's Th- legit. Okay, 39 is high to me. 39 is high. I, I feel like it's more in the 20 to 30 range of BYU getting an at-large without beating Gonzaga. You think that's high? 39 is high right now <sighs> to me. You're questioning bracket matrix? I am questioning bracket matrix. No, no. <laughs> Let's you find have out what, a library book due in a week. Let's find out what the fans think. Go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. What is your realistic expectation for BYU's NCAA tournament chances? From at T underscore Stins. Would you rather be a one seed in the NIT or a 12 seed in the NCAA tournament? That Clown question, that bro. Yeah, Clown that, question. Yes, that doesn't really answer the question, but 110% of the time. Forever and ever, you want to make the big dance. I would rather go to the tourney than the NIT. Who won? Who won the NIT last year? Can you name it? It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. He's channeling his inner rock right there. Give him the people's eyebrow, Jerem. If if BYU's in the NIT, I'll hop on the wagon. The train will go after. But but not until then. Therefore, we are not ever updating NIT bracketology on this show. Oh, by the way, uh, NIT projection is BYU two seed. (laughs) Boo! (laughs) Who cares? Who cares? Oh, at RS, bring that in here. R. Scott Earl. That out, man. Ten percent. Their odds of beating Gonzaga at the Kennel or in Vegas are lower than that. Not according to TeamRankings.com. Need the right teams to win tourneys. Fourteen percent. It's not much difference. But. He said that, that the odds of beating Gonzaga in Vegas are lower than that? No, a neutral Listen, court raises the chances. What can BYU control the most? Beat Portland yes. Thursday and, beat then, Portland. and then win the first two in beat Vegas. Beat Portland and then beat Gonzaga and make Jerem shave his head. That'll Up be, next. That would be great. BYU Women's Hoops with Dan Nielsen. 
BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join the conversation whenever you feel like it. Just use the hashtag BYUSN. Thursday night, it's the penultimate home game for BYU women's nice. basketball. Yeah. Thursday night, 9 Eastern time. Check it out on BYU TV. Way to correctly use the word penultimate. Yeah, penultimo. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, what is your realistic expectation for BYU's NCAA tournament chances? At David Brett, uh, Bretty 3, the third, I would guess, tweeting in and saying, I want to see BYU do good in the NIT more though, more than lose in the first round at the Big Nets. Look, D- David, David, David. How do you know they're going to lose? Okay, come on. If BYU, you're, you're assuming BYU is going to win their first round NIT game. First of all, okay. You want to play Mercer in the Marriott Center instead of being in March Madness? Let's just see. Maybe BYU pulls off an upset. Why not? What if BYU is a twelve? Fifty percent of the twelve seeds beat win. five seeds. They win the twelve five game. Get they in get the twelve five game. They get a chance. You're not. No one. No one brags about being in the NIT. No one does that. Look, if, if they comes, do, the program standards to- really low. You, it's about getting to the NCAA tournament. If it and that's comes it, to and that, that if it. it comes to the to the point where BYU is an NIT team, then do your best. Then embrace, yes, get to it, Madison Square Garden, absolutely. But until you are eliminated from NCAA tournament consideration or chance, that is the line. This is not saying New Year's Six or bust equivalent. This is like saying, well, I'm not sure we want to go to. A, we're going to aim to get a good bowl. Like the NCAA tournament is like a nine or ten win season. I, the NIT I get, is I get an the eight or less. Fans want to see more football. more games, more NIT. BYU basketball does not want that. They want the, the NCAA they, tournament. Tyler Haas wants to go to the NCAA and tournament. And oh, by the way, if you go to the NCAA tournament, you get more money. That's part of it. Ah, yeah. It then, is. Then there's that, too. Okay, at BYU Fan 1995 says, if they win all games not played against the Zags, then 70% odds. Team ranking says 55. Okay, so yeah, that's 70, optimistic. 70s, yeah, 70s. Beat the Zags 99%. I think it's 100. It, yeah. Win the West Coast Conference Tournament? 100%. That is, <laughs> that is correct. Scientific fact. Continue to send in your response. This is a great discussion. Great conversation. And it's about to get better because we welcome back assistant basketball coach from BYU Women's Hoops, Dan Nielsen. Dan, welcome back to Studio B. Thanks for having me on. All right, dude. We've been waiting a long time for this, this bowl from Spain that you got over the summer. <laughs> Judy Which was, was awesome. You, got, was you supposed were nice to enough bring, to get you, that. you brought it all the way back from Spain. It, it came across the pond. Without getting broken. And Juddy was supposed to deliver it, and it, it's not here. It, it's lost right now in the abyss of Judd's trucks. We're going <laughs> to have to send out a search party here, probably when the season's over. We don't Collective have, effort. Yeah, you know, we're going to have to get everybody and you know, go through with a fine-tooth comb. We're going to find it, though. <laughs> I'm oddly interested in combing through Judd's truck. <laughs> What's in there? Like, uh, is there like things- a Celtics jersey? On the floor, oh, is there there's like a, a Utah some crazy mix of basketball and horse equipment. You know, <laughs> that, that's really probably what it is. If yeah, people that don't know, he has how many horses? I think he has six and a couple mules. Wow, he has that many. Legit. Yeah, oh yeah, a couple mules. Hey, it, it, wow. you guys should do a segment out there riding with him up at Dimpledale. He oh, loves taking a, those guys awesome. out. We're going to discuss this next you need time. A, this Jenny's needs to happen. On the show. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> right, right. Jamming with Juddy on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a horse. That's, that's a hashtag if you ever heard one right there. Yes. <laughs> By the way, how how is his stress level after uh, a little bit of a, not a little bit, but a, a difficult stretch of, of the season? You know, I mean, it's stressful for all of us because we, we knew the importance of the last two weeks. Um, but he, the one thing where we're all proud, and it's not just coach speak, is our girls fought, and it stinks how it went out. I mean, you, 
we blow an eight-point lead at St. Mary's with three minutes to go and losing overtime. You know, we go to Pacific, and there was definitely a little bit of a hangover, you know, quick turnaround getting out there, and it was probably honestly our worst defensive performance. We still only lose by four to a good Pacific team. Yeah. And then this last week, I mean, we're up by 10 when, when Morgan goes out with her her back and ankle, and, and uh, we – you know, San Diego's great, not to discredit them, but but we felt like we had pretty good control oh, of the game. When you lose Morgan yeah. Bailey, like that's yeah. there's no way around it. That's a huge blow. Well, and the thing, obviously, scoring is going to hurt, but where we were most <laughs> affected, honestly, was defensively was with Ederane, number 12. I mean, she had her career high. And then um, rebounding. I mean, they had, it was some ridiculous 20-plus offensive rebounds where normally Mor- really Morgan's gobbling those up. And so that, that really hurt us, you know. And the girls fought, though. I mean, we had it down to four with a few minutes to go and just couldn't couldn't get over the hump. So, But Judd, you know, Judd's been really positive with the reality of things. We're not trying to sugarcoat it. But also, we feel like we can still compete with anybody. And, you know, when you look at it, it's, it's crazy how the season goes when you lose a few in a row. Right now, we have almost the same record as the men, and everybody's super high. You know, the men are rolling to beat St. Mary's, which is great, and we're kind of down because we've lost these three in a row. But hmm. the positive thing is is we can change it Thursday and Saturday. Yeah, especially Saturday. Oh, yeah. There's no question. Huge opportunity against Gonzaga, the first-place team in the West Coast Conference. What's the vibe of the players right now at practice and in the locker room? Right now, things are, are good. It was honestly, we were a little nervous, you know, leaving Saturday. And we had a good talk after the game and said, hey, come back Monday ready to go. Or, or you know, if you're not going to be ready, then maybe stay home for another day or two. And we had a great practice yesterday, which was good to see. And, and um, one positive out of that game was some younger players had to play. Alohi, uh, Robbins Hardy stepped in um, and played great, which looks will help us in the tournament, having some kids, I think, that have a little confidence going in. Um, so right now, as, as crazy as it sounds, losing three in a row, I think we feel good. We feel good about this week and really positive, honestly, about anybody we would play going down to Vegas. So we're just ready to get back on the floor, get going. Let's talk to you about the NIT-NCA okay. dynamic, right? The NIT is nice. You want to do your best if you're in that. But the goal is to get to the NCAA tournament, right? No, no, no question. There is no question at all. If you can go to that NCAA tournament, you go. And, and Even like, if you're a 14. It doesn't, and, absolutely. You know what I mean? Even if you're a 16 right? seed. You go in and you play it because you never know what can happen. Obviously, in the men it has, and the women it has. Harvard beat Stanford, so 16 seed has to be to one. That's happened before. That has happened on the women's side. Wow. But but um, you go. I mean, you never know. I mean, we knew last year we were good, but nobody else thought we were really probably going to go do what we did. We go to the Sweet and 16. We go to the Sweet 16, and that's something we'll always remember. If we went last year and went to the Final Four of the NIT. Not many people are gonna remind the that. people what seed you were last year, Dan. We were 12. You were a 12 seed. Go beat the five and the four. And I'm still convinced we played anybody but UConn. We might have gone a little farther. Seriously? Yeah. Well, you had a second-half lead on UConn. One of two teams to do that all of last year. Does that hurt, like, thinking about the UConn oh, game? Or still, are you, ab- no, are you cool absolutely. Because everybody – there's no moral victories. Like, mm-hmm. was I proud? Yeah, I was really proud of our girls. But if we hung on for a couple more minutes and withstood that run, we we're going to beat UConn. I mean, how awesome is that? Yeah, that's you, why you go to – that's what the tournament's about. That's, that's why you, that's why you go. the tournament. Ball is tipped. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm, yeah, I'm in the NCA crowd. So for your team right now, are you guys in a situation where you probably have to win the tournament in Vegas to go, or you think you have an yeah. outlook? You know, it's hard with the women and the men because you hear there's so much overanalyzation of the men's side. And Which then the women. And the, oh, it's great. It's great. I mean, I, it's what I listen to all day. My wife gets tired of it. You know, this morning before <laughs> I came to work, I had Dan Patrick on. I'm working on some film. She's like, turn it off. But, you know, there's all this overanalyzation of it. When you look at it, the men right now, depending on who you look at, have three to four top 100 wins, a couple top 50 wins, and then three outside the top 100. 
we're, we're the exact same except no losses outside the top 100. The difference is our league, we have five teams in the top 75 of the RPI. And so you look at our losses and you'd think we'd have a chance, but it's funny. I feel like the men's get so overanalyzed, these teams kind of get talked about and then get in the conversation. The women still are... It's the power five. Yeah, you get those power groups and it's hard to get your name back in the conversation. Even if you went to the Sweet 16 last year? That'll help. But I, it I should. Think, I think right now, to be honest, is we just got to take care of it. We, we need to win these two. And then, you know, depending on what happens, I think we need to make the championship to even really get back in the discussion. That's not to be negative. It's just the truth. Sure. You know, and, and uh, but the positive thing is, like I said, we feel confident playing anybody. That's not to downplay how good these other teams are, but we like our team. And we're confident with, with what we can do. Both so. games on BYU TV this week, by the way. Thursday night, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain against Portland. And then a huge showdown on Saturday afternoon against Gonzaga. Uh, the perennial power in the West Coast Conference. A team that, from from the conversations I've had with, with the players, from Lexi and, and Morgan and, uh, and McKenzie, you feel like you can beat this team. Why do you feel like you can beat any team in the West Coast Conference? Well, I think it's, it starts with... Um, the fact that I think we have the two best players in the league overall. I mean, Le- Lexi and Morgan are they're special players. You only get to coach players like that every now and again, you know. And that's why last year was special. You had Jen in that mix and Kim, and 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 that that team was special. But but with those two, you know, you're going to be able to score and do some things. The thing that we like is Mackenzie's really been stepping up her game again defensively. I I wish you guys could have seen our San Diego game. She was best defensive performance against Molina Hood mm-hmm. that anybody put in all year on her. Um, Kylie's shooting the ball better. You know, like I said, Alohi's stepping it up. And we feel like we have the pieces where we can mix and match and match up with them and kind of anybody. And then we feel like those X factors are Lexi and Morgan where we can really go at people and get things done. So, What's the injury update with Morgan Bailey? So right now, you know, Morgan's Jeff Hurst is earning his money this week, our athletic trainer. Um, I know he came in uh, Sunday and worked with her and yesterday worked with her all most of the day. So um, her ankle, you know, just progressing, doing some rehab on that. And her back, you know, just um, trying to get it loosened back up, kind of tightened up on her. She's had some spasms, She's had some spasms with it, and and it it got really tight. It was just bad timing, honestly, with the game and and warm-ups. I could tell it was giving her trouble, and just progressively got worse. But honestly, she looked a lot better walking around even at practice than the airport leaving on Saturday. She looked like she was like a 90-year-old grandma (laughs) hunched over. I felt so bad for her. Oh, man. You know, she's working at it. I don't think, you know, she's going to feel 100%, but – but Morgan at ninety percent is still pretty dang good. So okay, so if you had to put like a percent chance on Morgan playing both games this week, what would you say? Oh man, I should turn that over to Jeff Hurst. I mean, honestly, Thursday's probably a little more up in the air. Um, you know, I wouldn't say fifty. I'd probably say sixty, forty, seventy, thirty. Okay. Saturday, depending on what happens Thursday, I think is for sure. Are you know. in a position? Senior, it's senior day, man. Yeah. Are you in a position where you'd try and rest her to get up for the big? They're all big, but guns, beating Gonzaga would be bigger. Right, and, and that, it's hard because it's like you can look at it both ways. If, if you lose to Portland, who no offense to them, their RPI is so low it would absolutely kill us to lose that game. Whereas Gonzaga's in the top 30, we'd probably still move up. It would be a huge up. win. Right, and it would be a huge win. So there, there's pros and cons to both um, with it. But Morgan, the way Morgan talked yesterday is she's planning on it, and obviously if not, we have a couple different lineups we'll look at and be ready for. Um, to mix it up on people, but I'm confident that whether we have Morgan or not with what some of those young players did on Saturday, I, I'm confident that we can still get things done this week. Yeah. With what Morgan and Lexi are doing, they are kind of showing the nation that, Hey, maybe we can play at the next level, whether that's in Europe or at the WNBA level. 
And Jennifer Hampson made her status official yesterday yeah. with the Los Angeles Sparks. What was your reaction to Jen signing with the LA Sparks? Oh, I'm, I'm just so excited for her. You know, she's going to have to do some work to get back going with, uh, with basketball. But she put in so much work last year and I think really started to realize herself how good she could be. You know, she came in at the end of the year for our end of the year interviews and was like, I didn't realize I was that good. And we're like, holy cow, you're really good. <laughs> but, you know, she, that's the thing that's expi- exciting for her and the Sparks is she's this untapped potential where she's only scratched the surface. I mean, I think she could be a phenomenal WNBA player and if she chose to go play in Europe. And obviously she could do the same in volleyball. I mean, that's why I think she's as good an athlete as BYU Athletics has ever had. I mean, sure. with, with her success in both sports, she's she's unbelievable. And the best thing about her, she's just as good a person. She's so much fun to be around. She's the nicest person you could ever talk to. Dual sport All-American. If she had to improve on one little thing, you know, if you could make her improve one facet of her game, what would it be? Basketball-wise, I think just getting used to the physicality again and then improving on that. And that's honestly, that's where Morgan really helped her last year. Is they're they're kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, Morgan's a bull <laughs> yes. in there. And, uh, a just bowl. Get, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. You like that? Um, but getting used to that, you know, the WNBA, all those posts are going to be like that. And so just getting that physicality back, you know, and getting used to contact where, you know, volleyball, you can just hit things at people and, avoid, and then not have not to touch them. The yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Dan, great to have you with us. Uh, excellent insight. We wish you the best of luck against Portland and Gonzaga. Appreciate and, it. Uh, Launch the search party for the bowl, man. It's happening. We're going to call on a forensic team. We're going to find this thing. It's going to happen. Criminal minds yep. or something. Yep. Dan, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Up next on BYU Sports Station, Jennifer Hampson, the newest member of the WNBA's Los Angeles Sparks, will join us in Studio B. Why did she pick basketball over volleyball? Oh. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio. Moving pictures on BYU TV. Download the show podcast if you haven't already on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. Coming up next week, believe it or not, we'll be in Las Vegas for the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships. BYU TV will broadcast 12 games, 8 women, 4 men's games. BYU Sports Nation will be live there as well. A special Saturday edition of the show at noon Eastern time. So check it out, BYU TV and BYU Radio down in Vegas again for the tournament. The newest member of the WNBA's Los Angeles Sparks and yeah. dual sport All-American in volleyball and basketball, Jennifer Hampson. Welcome back to Studio B, Jen. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here a day after you make a very important decision. Let's be honest. Not everybody has multiple options when it comes to playing professional sports. You are in that very unique category why did you opt for L.A.? Um, it was a really hard decision, but it, and honestly, it was just the best thing for me right now. So I, that's what I'm going for, and I'm excited about it. Why was that the best thing for you now? Uh, just uh, a lot of things, and there's some better options there. And so, yeah, just a lot of things. Living in Southern California is uh, not a bad option just for any career, but to play basketball – and, and do something you obviously love, and do it by the beach. That had to factor into it a little bit, didn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, it did. But volleyball's in Anaheim, so either way, I'd go to California. So yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So you'll play for the Sparks, <laughs> and this is um, g- give us an idea of the the timeline associated with WNBA because it's a seasonal thing, right? Yeah, so they only play for the summer. So June to September is their season. Then a lot of girls will go overseas to uh, make more money, basically. Okay, we'll get to your off-season plans in a moment, but 
Is, since you are in Southern California and you mentioned USA Volleyball is in Anaheim and you've trained with them, is that an option to, you know, in other months train with USA Volleyball in the offseason? Um, I guess it could be an option, but for me, I just want to stick with one for a little while and see what I can do with it. What were your conversations like uh, with the coaching staffs of the Los Angeles Sparks and of, of USA Volleyball and whatnot? Um, I don't know. They were just really open about different aspects of their uh, sport, I guess, and different options that I had. And they obviously each wanted me to come play for them, but I just decided to play basketball. Did you leverage that financially? <laughs> like, like with the Sparks, say, oh, I, you know, I'm thinking about playing volleyball. What do you got for me? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really work like that. <laughs> it could have, though, right? So no is the answer? You didn't leverage it? <laughs> Not really. Okay. Oh. Next time you have a contract situation, I'm, I'm saying, just like throw that in. They're like, oh, I got these uh, options from these mythical volleyball teams in Europe, and what do you got? Then <laughs> boop, boop, boop. There you go. Jennifer Hampson just joined the Los Angeles Sparks, signed with the WNBA franchise as of yesterday, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it became official yesterday. What... I guess to say, who helped you make this decision? Did you do it all on your own, or, or were you consulting with people? Um, like, I was talking to a lot of people, just getting information, all the information that I had. But, like, the actual decision, which one would be better, was pretty much all me. I tried to get help from other people, and they just weren't helpful. So. <laughs> <laughs> who wasn't just... helpful? No, just kidding. <laughs> when you look at what you're going to do in the off-season, because you mentioned it's uh... – you know, June to September. What are, what are your options? What are you thinking about doing in the offseason? Um, honestly, if you want it, you could do whatever you want, but a lot of girls will go overseas and play basketball there, and so I'll probably do the same thing. I've heard Russia is a popular destination. Is that something that interests you if that's available? Um, Living in Russia. <laughs> it's definitely very popular because they pay a lot, but for me starting out, I don't think I want to start out in Russia, so... We'll see where we go. Okay. Uh, can you give us a hint about where you might want to go? <laughs> I really don't know a lot about it yet because I haven't played basketball in a long time. So, yeah, I don't know. When's the last time you actually played basketball? Like, just got a ball and played in, in a game? Of any like kind? in a game? In a game. Either pick up any kind of game. <laughs> An official game was probably playing UConn. Okay. The, the last game played... with refs? Yeah. Was UConn. Yeah. Since, Since then, then, it's how just much me and shooting in the gym. That you haven't played like five on five at all in the uh, Richards Building. Not really, Nothing. no. Wow. How about volleyball? Since the season ended. Uh no, haven't played since the season ended. And you, except for USA volleyball, that well, that yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you have you relaxed from sports a little bit after the volleyball season? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I actually had to get surgery, so that oh, kind of forced okay. me to What relax. surgery? What surgery did you have? I just had a really minor ankle surgery. I kind of messed it up during the volleyball season, so got to fix it. How long, ha- yeah, how long were you playing with that? Huh? How long were you playing with an ankle situation? Oh, the whole season. It started in August. And you went to the national championship match. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of worked out, I think. What, what what exactly happened to your ankle in August? Um, we weren't quite sure at first. We thought it was just a bone bruise type of a thing, and then it turned out I got a spur and a piece of my bone was chipped off in there. So they just cleaned it all up, and when, now I'm good. Yeah, when did that wow. happen, and how is your health now? And my health's great now. It just kind of happened over the season, just playing a lot of volleyball and. 
just got a little bit worse towards the end. Sorry, meaning the surgery. When when oh, did you have surgery? I had surgery about four weeks ago today. So. Okay. Did the Sparks know this, Jennifer? They did. Okay, good. <laughs> nice. If they didn't, I think, hey, that might be fine. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, let's talk about your team a little bit in Los Angeles. Do you do you know anybody that you're going to be playing with as of now? Um, I've met one player, Candice Wiggins, and she came to a volleyball game actually and said hi. Um, I know of Candace Parker, know of her. She's really good. And then actually they've just been signing a ton of new people. They're trying to reorganize that whole team. So I really don't know a lot of people. What kind of lobbying for the Sparks, uh, from the Sparks was there in trying to get you to play? Cause you had the option, you were drafted <laughs> by them, but you didn't have to play for them. Yeah. So they knew that right away that I wasn't going to play for them that first season. And so, I don't know. They were just really patient with me and waiting for me to make my decision. And they obviously really wanted me to come play there. They thought I had a lot of potential with the team. And so, yeah. Were they like sending you postcards from the beach and <laughs> swag? Like, hey, we just want to remind you that we're still here and <laughs> Think, it's still thinking about beautiful <laughs> in Southern California. I mean, was there any of that going on in there? Um, not really. They definitely came, uh, kept in contact. They congratulated me throughout my volleyball season on different things. And I don't know, they kept in contact, but not necessarily postcards. What do you expect, uh, in the WNBA? How do you think you'll do? Um, I honestly don't really have any idea. I'm just going to work hard and hopefully it'll turn out really well. I don't know. I definitely want to become a great player sometime. Is Brittany Griner the only player taller than you? Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I think so. They listed you as a defensive presence because they saw what you did with BYU basketball, and obviously they saw your ability in volleyball as well. Is there one game or one facet of your game that you feel like you really need to improve on? Because you've, you've proven yourself defensively, and if, it is, if there is, what, what is it that you want to get better at? Um, I honestly just want to get better at fundamentals because I honestly haven't been playing the game for that long. And so I've kind of just been thrown into it. And so just fundamentals are honestly my weakness, but something I can get better at. So. And maybe three pointers, Jen, I'm looking at your stats <laughs> from your career here. Oh, for two. We can work on that. Can't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Technically, is, I didn't even shoot those. I, I know. Two shots. The, is the uh, three point line in the WNBA different than the college three point line? I don't. I don't know this. I don't know. I don't shoot from there. So yeah, that's a good. Answer. That's a great answer. That's a good answer. It's a very. Honest I know where the response. paint. I know where the paint is. I know how high the rim is, so I can dunk it. <laughs> exactly. Right. Jennifer Hampson of the LA Sparks with us on BYU Sports Nation. We love Jeff Judkins. In fact, we talk to him just about every week, and we get a kick out of his personality. I know you were close with him. Uh, what was uh, his message to you when when he found out that you were going to go with the Sparks? Uh, he was just super excited, you know, Judd. And <laughs> yeah, he was just super supportive, and I don't know. Yeah, he was just, just really excited about it. Volleyball uh, had this amazing run. This is the first time we've had the chance to talk to you, and we've really appreciated this new part of our set uh, that we've shown off that Sean Olmstead brought in here. A piece of the court. Your signature is on here. The whole team was fantastic from the national uh, championship run there. What did you enjoy that experience? Did you soak that up as as you made this huge run? Oh, I definitely loved it. Yeah, that's the reason I came back. So, and did you? I mean, we talked about it, and there were these kind of veiled, like, "Yeah, we're good. We're not sure how good. We think <laughs> we'll be really good." Did you? I mean, did you maximize your potential as a team? Um, I think we did. You know, I thought we 
definitely reached our potential, our goals, and I think we took it even a couple steps further. So, What will you remember most about the NCAA championship match run that you had with this team? Um, honestly, I'll remember those moments with my teammates, you know, huddling up together and celebrating those points that, that we all did good together. And I don't know, those moments are just ingrained in my mind. The selfie game, you know, I mean that. that. Post selfies, <laughs> yes. Are you, you going to do that with your LA Sparks teammates? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe. Well, that's the challenge to you, Jen. Okay? Oh, okay. We want the first the first time you play a game with the Sparks, we want a selfie from Jen Hampson. <laughs> you make that happen? We'll see. All right. All that right. was not a yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We will see. Yes, we will. Congratulations on everything. We wish you the best of luck in LA and look forward to uh, following your career. Thank you. Jennifer Hampson, ladies and gentlemen. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions just like Jen. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at cougarclub.com. And, of course, welcome to the club. Up next, he is a big-time coach. You're not going to want to miss this. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the one and only Jerem Jordan. Fourth teamer, right? That's Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> I'm sure First you team in your heart? What? Yes, first team in your heart. Hey, coming up in two weeks, we'll be in Las Vegas. Two weeks, two days, we'll be in Las Vegas. Uh, no, it's next week. It's a week from tomorrow. It's we next week! BYU in the basketball championships. Uh, BYU TV will be down there covering uh, the whole West Coast Conference tournament, not just the Cougars, but everybody. BYU Sports Nation will be down there as well. We'll start broadcasting games and BYU Sports Nation Thursday, March 5th, plus a Saturday edition of BYU Sports Nation noon Eastern. What is your realistic expectation for BYU basketball's NCAA tournament chances at D. Young 1993? Says, my heart says 85%. That's high. But my head says 15%. Mm. So I guess that would be 100%. I like that way of thinking. (laughs) I like that mathematics action right there. A guy who just won a conference championship as head of BYU Swim, John Brooks, joining us in studio. John, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Love being here. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on back-to-back championships. What does that mean and, and really do for your program moving forward? Well, our objective here at BYU is to win and to represent, you know, the university and the church as best we can. So anything we can do to win conferences and go on to NC2As, that's where that's what our job is. Congratulations, and that's awesome. I want to talk about Jake Taylor in a minute. Maybe the best BYU athlete you haven't heard of, but I noticed you brought. Some, I'm assuming that's something yeah, for the set. We got some stuff to put on here. We represent our, our sports. We got a nice uh, drag suit. A drag, so, so, so drag this, suit. This is not a speedo. It's not a speedo. It's this considered a drag, drag suit. suit. Yeah. I think we can accept that. We can accept that. <laughs> and throw that down somewhere wherever you guys want. Spencer Spencer's size. This oh is tremendous. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then here's a, here's a swim cap that we usually have. So. Oh, awesome. This now is that's fantastic. really cool. That, and then, Jerry, and then, you can wear yeah, the Nike shave wear, your head. Okay, I, I said if BYU wins at Gonzaga on Saturday, and who? You're going to wear this? I'm going to shave my head yeah, if, if they win. We actually have, there's a, I think there's a faculty member in the business department that had some surgery, and he had to keep a really tight knit something on his head. So he came down and got a cap, and he, I guess he wears it and teaches with it. Awesome. So. That's swag if you've got to go that way. Yeah, that's, that's a good nice. way to go. Thank you. We appreciate that. That's <laughs> yeah. great. We've been missing sw- <laughs> uh, swim stuff. Yeah. So we're stoked. Uh, I was almost going to say something if BYU beats Gonzaga, but I'm not, I'm not going to go down that road. <laughs> oh, that's coming up. We'll find out what Spencer said. That's called a tease. Okay, Jake Taylor. 
Uh, we're hearing about this guy crushing records. Who is this guy, and what is he doing? You know, Jake Taylor, he's, he's a Utah guy. He's from Honeyville, Utah. He's one of nine kids and a uh, great athlete. Doesn't like to lose and just loves passion. and He just gets up for anything he can do. At our conference championship meet, you know, typically you give a lot of guys you know, two, three, maybe even four weeks of rest because he's already made NCAAs, and he's third in the, in the nation in the 100 back, and I think second or third in the 200 back. And at one time he was number one in the country in the 100 back. Um, but anyway, he, uh, we only rested him for four days, which is very – and didn't shave his legs or didn't do any shaving and still popped off um, some, a lifetime best time in the 100 back and moved up even further in that event. And everyone the meet's like, are you serious? How, how is he going so fast? And he just – and he, was, he actually was apologetic. He's like, sorry, I'm going so fast. I'm not supposed to go this fast. But Sorry, I'm going yeah. so fast? Yeah. Why are you apologizing, Jake? Don't apologize. But he, he, just does, he doesn't like to lose, and um, he loves racing every time he can. He's trying to get better and better and trying to represent our school and university. So he's just a great athlete. What kind of a pinnacle are we talking about for, for Jake? Are we looking at the Olympics? I mean, is, well, is that a possibility? It, it, it is a possibility. You know, swimming in the Olympics is a long course, and we swim short course during the winter months. So it's a totally different uh, dynamics. Yeah. Uh, so for Jake, you know, right now our goal is to, try, is to make sure we score at NC2As and hopefully be top eight as our ultimate goal so he can be an, all, an All-American. We love to win it, but there's some very, very steep competition and some guys that are returning that are very, very fast. Um, so for Jake, just going there and scoring, that's his job. He, he went in his freshman year, and last year he just barely made, missed going, and he has solidified his spot up there. And he, you know, There's a lot of people in the country have told me that he's going to be a g- big, huge game player in the 100 and 200 back at, at NC2A. Outstanding. And I just remember Jake's been on the show. I was gone that day, but Jake's been on the show. Have he you has. heard of the BYU Sports Nation Karma Coach? I've heard, not have a, now. Uh, maybe I need to be refreshed okay. on this. Okay, <laughs> here's how it works. We bring on an athlete and – Or coach. Or coach, and by by being in Studio B and on the show, you inherit BYU Sports Nation karma, and then go and perform well. And so it's yeah. no we need coincidence. To be on every day, then it's no coincidence <laughs> that Jake is doing what he's doing after being on the show, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's also uh, coincidental that the athletes that come on this and coaches are good at what they do as well. It's just crazy that way. Are you, as a coaching staff, obligated to shave your legs as well? Uh, no, but uh, we are <laughs> not obligated. Happen? There's been some times where if we typically we don't they just shave their legs and their their body mm-hmm. some guys will shave their heads but very few shave their heads anymore they just wear caps um, but we've done some contests where like if you if everyone here will grow a mustache the coaching staff will grow a mustache or mm-hmm. everyone will shave their legs or everyone does this we'll do it and I've been at BYU for seven years and I've yet to grow a mustache our team is always minus one person that doesn't mm-hmm. want to grow a mustache or something fun are you okay with that. I'm, I'm all, I'll do it if the team will do it. So, wow, yeah. all right. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's dedication, Coach. I can relate to that. I grow a mustache during the summer. It's the weirdest looking thing ever. Now, you were I the... didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Is that's what I'm a saying. topic for another day for sure. <laughs> Don't do Mark it. Mark that down, producer. We're talking, we'll bring back Jerem's mustache at no, some point. No. Uh, John Brooks with us on BYU Sports Nation, the coach of BYU Swim. Not the dive coach. There, there are separate coaches for swim and dive, correct? That's correct, yes. Okay. Well, it's a combined program like track and field. And I yeah, oversee that. So, But there is not a track coach and a field coach. Only they have, swim and dive. Is there, or is there? But they have specific you – know, right, right, yeah. correct, for yeah. the events. Yeah. Now, you are the coach of the meet for the conference championships. Uh, what, does that, what does that entail? How, how do you win a coach of the meet? Who, who decides on that? Who votes on that? The coaches do. It's vote, you can't vote for yourself. Jake was also an athlete of the meet, which you can vote for your own athlete. 
Um, but he was nominated and won that award. And for coaches, it's nominated by the coaches that are there at the conference. So, yeah. What should we look forward to next from BYU Swim Dive? What's, what's the next big thing? Is, is it nationals? And if so, what yeah. is that? So NC2As is coming up for the ladies. We don't have any ladies that made it this year, but hopefully we'll have some next year. That's in three weeks, and men's is in four weeks. It's in Iowa, and that's our job. We, we have uh, you know Jake's making it automatically, and we have another summer, Hayden Palmer, that may has an outside chance of making it. We'll wait and kind of see on that. Those, that's the next big event, and then we train during the summer and go to summer nationals and try to represent BYU for summer nationals. Coach, congratulations on the success. We wish you the best of luck at uh, Nationals. And at some point, hope that Thanks. you have to shave your legs or grow a mustache or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that would mean good things. Yeah. M- more unity. All right, Coach, we'll have you sign the flag on your way out of the studio. And uh, that wraps up. MPSF Coach of the Meet at the Conference Championships, John Brooks, will tell you everything else relevant within BYU Sports Nation next. The MPSF is a federation. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's Volleyball. I can't feel my head because I put on the swim cap. Men's Volleyball rose to fourth <laughs> in the ABCA Bowl this week. Up from last week's fifth place ranking, the Cougars will play 13th ranked Ball State this weekend on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Cougars in the association. Jen Hampson signed with the LA Sparks yesterday. Hampson had previously been drafted by the Sparks in 2014. Men's basketball. BYU sophomore Luke Worthington. Luke announced yesterday through social media that he's planning on serving a mission following the season. Congratulations. Softball. After setting a new career with 14 strikeouts in a game against Maryland, McKenna Bull named the WCC Pitcher of the Week for a second straight week. Outfielder Gordy Bravo earned Player of the Week after eight RBIs. Today's Rise of Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who should get it, Jerem? I think uh, I want to give it to John Brooks for hooking us up with a swim cap. And the drag suit. And your drag suit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Paul Naseke and Corbin Kapusi coming up yeah, later in the week. More great stuff coming up on BYU Sports Nation. Thanks to Jen, Dan, John, all everybody on our crew. The show on demand at BYUtv.org.